Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. Say it with me, 2023. Yeah, yeah, it's time to start practicing. 2023, because the year 2022 is almost over. What does that mean for retirement plan advisors? Rebecca Auerhan has some thoughts. Hi, Patrice Sikora. Rebecca, as we head for the end of the year, should advisors be shifting their focus? Hey, Patrice, thanks so much for today's conversation. Looking forward to talking about the year ahead, 2023. <laughs> the other day, I think I wrote um, 1998 on... Um, what? <laughs> like an email. I was, I was typing really fast and I've lived through a lot of years now. So that, That's blasting past though. <laughs> It was a good year for me. <laughs> All right. So looking ahead, 2023, when you're thinking about in the back, the last part of the year, it's always such a great opportunity. The weather is getting cold. Uh, you can look at what are your goals, you know, the holiday season. And to me, business planning happens in Q4. Um, you get a you know a nice beverage in hand, tea or cold beverage choices are. And then you just start to envision what do you want your goals to look like next year? When you think about this year, did you achieve them? And if the answer is yes, make it a double beverage. And if the answer is no, that's okay too. That's life. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is a great time to just grab a piece of paper, find a quiet place, put your phone away, and really just close your eyes and say, what does next year look like? What do I want to accomplish? And put it down and start to work into next year, 2023, and then ahead after that. We in this business, a lot of us are in this business for literally decades. So one year is the short-term goal and then the longer-term goal. So the three, the five, and even the scary tens. Yeah. Let's talk about strategy and goals. Where do you start? Um, so when you think about what is your goal, a lot of advisors, first thing, growth. How do I grow more my business? After growth, it's usually profitability. So how do I make sure that if I'm growing and how I'm growing my business, it's something that's going to lead to long-term success. And then the third goal we hear a lot from advisors is how do I create a great team? So that team building aspect. And if you peel back the onion to each one of them, Growth is really about creating awareness. So how are you generating that top of the funnel buzz and activity? When you're thinking about your goals to create more awareness, a really easy exercise today is to think about who are your ideal clients? So literally write it down. Like, who are they? Are they small businesses uh, where you want to talk about tax planning? Are they yoga studios, pizza shops? It can be, are they Fortune 500 companies? It's really up to you. And the vernacular, the terms that you use to just to work with those companies is going to be different too. Um, so that's something you want to think about your ideal clients, who they are, write it out. And chances are, if you write out who they are, you're going to realize that your values and their values are pretty similar, which is really cool when you attract your ideal clients. Also keep in mind when you're thinking about awareness, it really does mean like the term awareness is not just some like fancy marketing term. It actually does literally mean more people know who you are and they're aware of you. Take that to social media. Today you have X number of LinkedIn connections. Great. 
in three years from now, how many connections do you want to have? When you post on LinkedIn and more people see the great work that you're doing, the more people who are connected to you, the more awareness, uh, (laughs) basically, that creates. And then the last thing around distribution is email marketing. So how many contacts are currently in your email marketing today? How many contacts are going to be there one year from today, three years from today? And then how are you creating more distribution and awareness of your business? You mentioned that funnel. It comes up again and again. Looking at the pipeline, can you talk about the top of the funnel, the activities that then lead to business success? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, When you're thinking about the top of the funnel, you really want to think about, again, like your ideal clients, social media, email marketing, and then content. We often say never send an email just to send an email. You always want to have a content distribution strategy around it. So are you writing an article? Are you recording a podcast? Are you sharing that podcast? Did you do a webinar or are you inviting folks out to a seminar? Um, really cool. I think in-person events are back. There seems yeah. to be a lot of like excitement around actually getting to see people again and having real dialogues. Uh, so if you want to add that to your marketing strategy, and that's all part of that initial stage that's going to attract more people to your business and ultimately convert into return plan clients. All right. That's growth. Now you mentioned profitability and mm-hmm. then team building. Let's go to profitability right, right now. What what can happen here? So profitability and again, going into Q4, this is again my favorite time of year. A lot of times advisors will run a PL. So you run your profit and loss statement at the end of the year. I actually every year I print it mine out. I print it out and then I go through and I ask my team, are we using and insert whatever it is. Like this is a goofy one. Um, we just moved into a new building, and we used to have bottled water driven uh, the ga- five gallon drugs mm-hmm. of water delivered to us. Well, now this new building has a really fancy like filtration. I don't think it's fancy. It's still tap water, but <laughs> it's like a filtration. It's a nicer building. I don't think we're as concerned about lead in the water. <laughs> it's your tap water. Yeah, it's just tap water. But it's we put it through a Brita in the fridge and. My team seems to be really happy with not needing delivered five-gallon bottles of water anymore. It's 100 bucks a month. It's nothing like it's not going to break any banks. But it's a question that I asked my team. Like, do we still need bottled water? And they said, no. So these are just little tiny examples around like the P&L statement. So I usually print out our P&L and I go through it. I recommend that something that all advisors can do. But when you think about your clients and you think about profitability, it's really about client retention servicing, and then sustainability. The first question to ask yourself, is your client retention rate over 95%? Most retirement plan advisors will say yes, because we have very sticky business. If it's not, you might want to start asking why, what's going on within your servicing, where it's going to affect that. If it has to do with mergers and acquisitions, that's normal. Hey, and that happens and that's just a blip year. But if it is something that's more consistent where you're retention rate is less than 95%, you might want to start looking internally. What tools and resources do you subscribe to? How are they helping you with the fiduciary process? How are you explaining that to your clients so that way they really understand the great value that you're delivering? So that's the first thing. Next is how are you explaining what you do with your clients today? Do you have a written service calendar? This written service calendar would explain how frequently you're meeting. What are you talking about during your meetings? Oh. Um, do you have any ancillary events, such as like physical events or webinars that are going to keep those plan sponsors in the know? 
Are you emailing them on a regular basis? Regulatory updates, legislative updates, financial wellness, recruit, reward, retain, topics that are interesting to them as they wear that plan sponsor hat. And then are you explaining that to them? This is all the great work that I do to make sure (laughs) that you are informed as a client. And then the third, and this is something that we hear quite frequently does not happen. It's tracking hours per client. Oh, okay. Mm. So how profitable is your client? Like really, when you look at your end of the year and you say this client costs us, real words, costs us X dollars to maintain, is that going to be a positive on your bottom line or a negative on your bottom line? And everyone here, by the way, you know which client I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> oh, it's like right now, it's at the tip of your tongue. You're like, oh, that person. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's happening to you, write down their name. Uh, it's probably a good idea to either one, track hours, just to really see like where they rank with an hour's perspective, profitability. And then two, um, either it's a conversation to increase your fees or change up your service model. So that way you can bring that client back into the black of profitability. That's a podcast all unto itself. <laughs> you know that client, don't you, I Patrice? So. <laughs> Everyone does. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> right, now, you mentioned team several times. Yep. And team building is one of the possible goals an advisor may have. Talk yep. to me about that. Okay. So your team is hands down the most important thing that every one of us has as part of a cohesive unit. It's your team. It's the people who you know, row the boats together, keep the lights on, insert any analogy that describes how important building an actual physical team is. So when you think about your business, and again, go back to that close your eyes where you're just, you're envisioning what does the future look like? And write down three words that you want your culture to be. Three words. What are those words that describe if someone wakes up in the morning and they're heading to your office, what's the feeling in their belly? Write those down. I got advice many years ago, and I still give this advice, but it's from one of our clients. He told me, um, get a piece of paper and fold it in half. On the left-hand side, write down all the things you did not like about working at your former companies. And then on the right-hand side, Write out all the things you did like. What did they do? What were the things you really enjoyed that put a smile on your face? And then he said, rip the paper in half, throw away the things you didn't like, and just keep the ones that you did. And I still think about that to this day. I think it's the best advice when you're coming up with creating your culture. I like that very much. Very much. Very tactile, too. You can steal it. I did not come up with it. <laughs> so please. <laughs> that ripping apart. That, that's great. That's great. <laughs> steal it away. So as you're thinking about your team, the next thing is really putting the business case to it. So how many teammates do you need, like realistically, to fulfill the roles that you want accomplished? What's your budget? So if you know, you're a business owner, how are you compensating them? What's the training look like? What are benefits? <clears throat> 401k. Uh, what do those benefits look like? And then put some real numbers next to it. Those numbers are going to be scary for a lot of us when you look at them from a big picture standpoint. But that's what you need to do in order to achieve your mission. And then write out the tools and resources necessary that you're going to need to subscribe to or become members of. So that way your team does have the requisite things at their disposal so that way they can help to service clients appropriately. Such examples would be like marketing, (laughs) CRMs, 
<laughs> phones, <laughs> investment management tools and software, other things like that. Great theory. Love it. Good talk. <laughs> but what about actually doing it? So the next thing to think about, and by the way, if anyone needs like a beverage break to fill up that second beverage <laughs> as you're going through this, please We're fill that We're on the break. double now. We're on the double. <laughs> Uh, it's the implementation side of it. And we recommend that if you go back to that quiet moment, and everyone kind of has this in the back of their in the back of their mind. Today, what are you going to check off that's an easy win? We all have a list. If we're really honest, we'll have a giant piece of paper. We'll have 50 things on this list. Just get it all out. Get everything that you're on your mind out onto paper, clean, see it. And then Go back over that and put it in order. So rank them. Number one, quick win. I can do this. I can go through my email or I can email that person back or I can call that individual, whatever they are. Go through your quick wins and then start to think about your short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. And you'll notice on this giant piece of paper that you've brain dumped everything on, you're going to be able to trunk out different sections where you're not going to be able to tackle them today. For example, if you said, tomorrow, I want a new website. I hate to tell you that's not going to happen. But if you said, by the end of Q1, I'd like a new website. Yeah, that can absolutely happen. So now you're starting to put a time frame around your goals. And that's going to help you to build the team, get the budget, make sure that you have the right people and resources in place to make that happen. Also, keep in mind that if you're going to say, and I mentioned this earlier in our conversation today, that generally advisors are in our business for a long time. So if you instead of say one-year goals, which is really important, but if you say three-year goals, so get used to 2026, Oh. <laughs> Seems like forever. <laughs> 2026. There's 12 quarters between now and 2026. Divide the time over 12 and then just fill in that giant list that you have over those 12 quarters and then work towards achieving them. So now you've you started backwards, but now you have a go forward plan that's appropriately spaced where you can do small bite-sized, manageable, yes, I accomplish this each step of the way. And that just gives you the impetus to continue going too. When you see solutions, when you see something that really worked for you and it's accomplished, it's done. Mm -hmm. Great. It's the best feeling, isn't it? It Yeah, did that. And I would challenge people to deadlines. Deadlines are great, whether they are strictly made up which is totally fine, or if they're it's still actually a deadline. A real still deadline, a deadline, but some sort of deadline around that. I want to refresh our website by March 31st, 2023. Yes. Great. And if that. you hit it, awesome. And if it happens to be the first week of April, awesome. Give yourself a pat on the back. You can blame the other person anyway. <laughs> okay. So wrapping this up, Rebecca, mm. is there anything you haven't mentioned that you want to make sure we get in here for advisors? I would just take a couple minutes. And as you're reflecting on today, the future, what are some of your roadblocks? And we all know what they are, by the way. They're in there. They're probably not on that list because all of us, we like to hit the high notes. <laughs> and kind side, of- <laughs> We push them to the side. Yeah. But they're in the back of your mind. There's a million of them. I know one of them, when I think about some of common roadblocks that we hear, it's time. Like, how am I going to be able to do this in the appropriate amount of time? And 
I go back to that 12 quarter calendar. There's lots of time built in there. You could also just add a calendar reminder. Uh, you just have to hold yourself accountable. It's probably kind of hard. But if you block off Tuesday from 8 to 11, this is the time that you're going to accomplish that. And if you block it off a couple months in advance, chances are if it's a reoccurring event, then you'll be able to hold that consistent and not fill it in. And that's time for yourself. That's really important there. That's you time. So that way you can put your goals first. And I would probably guess that, hey, you put this whole plan together. You're very happy. You've got it together by the end of November. You don't have to wait until January 1st to start mm -hmm. doing it. No, you really can't. You can start tomorrow. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can get a jump start on this. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely um, no no one says that the starting gun cooks off on 1 1 2023. You can start tomorrow. <laughs> um, I would say that when you are putting together your framework for your goals and for your plans, also don't, don't, feel nervous to get feedback from it as well. So run it by some trusted friends, maybe some mentors that you have in your life, either in this business or not in this business. Folks who have gone through entrepreneurial business ownerships, they have awesome insight and stuff that the majority of the time you wouldn't even have thought of because they have the experience because they went through it. Rebecca, how can listeners reach you? How can advisors get to you and say, I love that, but I got a question. Absolutely. Please reach out to me directly, uh, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com, or you could check me out on LinkedIn, LinkedIn backslash Rebecca Hourhan. And of course, follow this podcast for updates on marketing successes, new ideas like this, and share with others. With Rebecca Hourhan, I'm Patrice Sakura, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.